Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Chavzain of Masech Psachim Daf Twenty Seven. Uh, some of the exciting sugyas ahead of us: Zevazegorim. Right, this came up at the end of the Daf yesterday when you basically have two contributors to something. Wow, that sounds like a pretty bad definition, but um, we'll get back to it in a few minutes. Baking bread with Isure Hanoa. Right, getting back to also. From the discussion yesterday, if you uh, bake a bread using heat coming from burning um, like shells of orla and stalks of keliakarim, and heating an oven with hectish. So, as you can see, a lot of heating oven kind of things. And, you know, we're going to stop a little bit early today on Chavzayin and Mubez just because... Although there was, otherwise, there wasn't really a good stopping point. So, you know, I find that whenever... If there isn't like a good stopping point, and then we just keep on going anyways, we have to repeat it the next day anyways, because we have to get back into remember what we were talking about. So I think we're just going to stop a little bit early. We're going to start on Daf Chavav Amud Beis, five, six lines from the bottom. Hey, Rabbi Eliezer. So this is going back to what we discussed at the end of the day yesterday, um, about you have an oven, okay? You have an oven, and you heat up the oven with some Isuria Noah. Some good old Isure Hanoa. And maybe you take some pomegranates of Orla and you use them to you use their 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 rinds in order to for a heat source. So whatever it is, you use Isure Hanoa to heat up your oven. And we had said that if it's a new oven, right, forget about there being bread in there. There's no bread in there right now. You take this heat source, you light a fire in an oven, and if it's a brand new oven, and this is the first time that it's being heated up. Well, then it's also going to be Ki'ilu completing its construction. The first time it gets heated up, and that's when it really becomes a good, powerful oven. Um, so we're saying if that happens, so the Tanakama had said yesterday that you have to break the oven because the, you can no longer use it, essentially, because it was completed with heat from Isure Hana'a. And if you then, afterwards, then you're going to use it to bake a bread, well that bread is going to be getting some of its heat from this oven, which is Isure Hana'a. And that's what's called Zevizeh Gorim. It's called, these two things are contributing to baking it, right? Meaning, you have, meaning, so the next time you bake in this oven, so you're going to have heat. Now that heat might be completely mutter heat. It might be just regular wood or whatever. But it, the, the bread is going to be slapped on the oven, which it was finished with Isuriana. So Kilu baked into the oven is Isuriana. So contributing to the baking of this bread is going to be both mutter heat and Isuriana heat, which is what's called Zevizegorim, that they're both contributing to the baking of the bread. And if we're saying that you have to break this oven because there's essentially no longer any use for it since you're not going to be allowed to bake bread with it, well, that implies that Zevizegorim is Osir, and that's why you have to break the oven. So we're trying to figure out who says Zevizegorim is Osir. We had suggested that maybe it's Rebbe, because Rebbe says that if you use um, uh, a fire that is burning with Isuri Hanoa to bake a bread, right? Forget about the oven, but if you have, you know, let's say the oven was completely fine, but you put some bread in the oven, and then the heat is coming from Isuri Anoa. So Rebbe says that that bread is Osir. So we wanted to say that maybe he'll say that just like the bread is Osir, he's the one who says that the oven is Osir and you have to break it. 
But we said that maybe no, you know, the bread is also because it's directly getting heat from the, from the Yisurah and all, but maybe the oven is different because that's really a question of Zev Zegorim. The issue isn't the oven itself, it's that it's going to contribute to bread the next time, and maybe Rebbe doesn't have a problem with that. So we suggested at the very end, maybe it's Rebbe Eliezer. And we kind of left a shtickle cliffhanger. I appreciate everybody's patience. Now we are going to see what this Rebbe Eliezer is. Hey Rebbe Eliezer, which Rebbe Eliezer are we talking about? Ilema Rebbe Eliezer de Seor. If we say it's Rabbi Eliezer referring to sourdough starter, the Tanan, as we learn in the Mishnah, let's say you have a, you're trying to get together a dough, and you have some starter from Chulin and some starter of Truma that both fall into the dough. Now, neither one alone is uh, a significant enough quantity to enable this dough to rise. But they joined together and then made the bread, the, right, the dough rise and make it chametz. So forget about it. This is talking about chametz on Pesach. This is just talking about chulin and, and truma, right? So you have this dough and some starter fell into it. Two starters fell into it. One of them was chulin. One of them was truma. Now, neither one had enough to be able to get the dough to rise on its own. But together, there's enough to get the dough to rise. Okay, and the question is, you know, do we have to be concerned that this dough is now truma, in which case yeah, it can only be eaten by a Kohen? So Beliezer Omer Achar Achrin Ani Bo. So Beliezer says, look, I go based on whatever fell in last. If the Chulin fell in last, then we treat the dough as Chulin. If the Truma fell in last, then we treat the dough as Truma. V'chachamim Omer Ben Shenafal Iser Batrila, who Ben Shenafal Iser Levasov, the Olam Eino Oser. Whereas the Chacham's opinion is that it doesn't matter the order in which the Chulin and the Truma fell into the dough, because what matters is whether there is a complete amount, a complete quantity in either one of them. Um, and if there isn't, such as in this case, then it's going to be okay, right? Let's, let's read that again, right? It says, right, Ben Shinofel Iser Batrila, whether the Truma fell in first, or Ben Shinofel Iser Levasof, or whether the Truma fell in second, the olam eno oser, it's not going to make, you know, make this dough oser, i.e. to somebody who's not a Kohen, until there's enough truma to actually make the dough rise on its own. And as long as there isn't enough, so then the fact that they did it together, um, so, I mean, mazel tov, yeah, enjoy your bread, but it's not going to be truma. Vam Rabbi, iser. Oh, so very interesting. Says Abaye that when that when we say that if the chulin falls in last, right? Rabbi Eliezer says that, right? It depends which one fell in last, right? Rabbi Eliezer, Omer, Achor, Achron, Aniba, right? Rabbi Eliezer says, I, I, what, what I'm concerned about is which one fell in second. So it says, Abaye, Loshanu Ela, Shekadim, Vesilek, Esa, What this means is that, so the chulin fell in, I don't know what I just said, but, uh, so, it, so, what, so what matters is what falls in second, and therefore, if the chulin falls in second, so then we're saying it's okay. But Abaye clarifies that what this means is though what, what what this means is that if the truma fell into the mixture into the dough first, and then you removed the truma, and then the chulin starter fell into this dough, so then it's permitted, right? Because you had already at the time that the that the that the that the chulin fell in, you had already removed the truma. 
So then we can view it as chulin. So again, so that's talking about where the truma fell in first. You then removed the truma, and then the chulin fell in, and then the dough rose, rised. I don't know. It doed. But if he didn't remove the truma, i.e. if he left it in, and then together both the truma and the chulin caused the dough to rise, well then it's going to be aser. Alma zevzegorim aser. Boom. And that is how we know that Rabbi Yezer's opinion is that zevzegorim is aser because he's saying that you're only allowed to eat this bread, if you're not a Kohen, if the truma was already taken out by the time that the chulin fell in. But if they were both in at the same time, then you would not be allowed to eat this uh, bread. So we see that even though both the chulin and the truma were necessary in order for this dough to rise, the fact that they you know, partnered on, 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 on rising the dough um, the fact that um, truma was part of it is going to make the bread unable to be unable to be eaten by a non-coin. So we see that the two contributing factors, the zev zegorim, is aser. Umimai, the time of Rabbi Yezer, who says that Abai is right? Who says that Rabbi Yezer's opinion is like Abai is arguing? Dilma, time of Rabbi Yezer, mishum da achor achor nani ba? Loshna kadam v'sileka seyser, loshna lo kadam v'sileka seyser. Let's read that again. Who says that Rabbi Yezer's opinion is like Abai explained that it's talking about where he first already removed the truma by the time that the chulin fell in? Maybe Rabbi Yezer's opinion is that we always go based on whatever fell in second. Doesn't matter if he removed the truma or if he, or if he left it in. But if they both um, fall in together, right? What, what matters is what fell in last, right? But if they fell in at the same time, so then it would be permitted. In which case, Zev is a gorim, there's no problem with that, right? You can make that argument. Fine. Ela, Rabbi Eliezer, So rather, it's the following opinion of Rabbi Eliezer. When it comes to the wood from a tree that was worshipped for Avodazar, the Tanan, as we learn in the Mishnah, not Mena, ate him. If you took some wood from an Asherah tree, Asurin Ba'ano'a, you are not permitted to get benefit from that wood. If you used that wood to heat up an oven, Chodosh Yutatz Yashon Yutzon, if it's a new oven, so then you have to break it, you can no longer use it. Yashan Yutsan, if it is an older oven, so you have to let it cool down before being able to use it again. Afabuasapas, if you um, baked a bread in using this wood, Asurabanoa, then you are not allowed to get any benefit from it. Okay, so if you use wood from an Ashera tree to bake bread, you're not allowed to use this bread. Okay, okay, similar to like what Rebbe was saying yesterday. If um, this bread gets mixed together with other, um, if this bread gets mixed together with with, with with other breads, and then those breads get mixed together with other breads, 
So all of them are, you're not allowed to get, you're not allowed to get benefit from any of those breads, right? So you have this one bread that was, that was baked with wood from in Asherah. So it's also, if it gets mixed with other breads, you're not allowed to have any of the breads. So Rabbi Eliezer suggests, actually what you could do is you could just estimate the value of that bread, of, of, of the wood that was, right, that, of the, 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 the Isr Hanah, right, the, the benefit that you're getting from this wood. And then take that amount of the bread and chuck it into the Dead Sea. How you get rid of it. And then you're allowed to eat the rest of it. They said to him that there's no way of, of, of redeeming a photozar. So what do we see? So we see that according to Rabbi Eliezer, sure, you could take the value, um, you know, figure out how much value was, in cre- what, what was, was inputted by um, this Asherah, which is also Banoah, remove that and then throw it into the, get, and get rid of that amount of the bread and then you can have the rest. But if you didn't do that, well then, well then, all the stuff is going to be uh, also bano. And we're saying that you have to break this uh, oven. So we see that Rabbi Eliezer agrees with the, with the Tanakam here that as long as you haven't taken the sana and gotten rid of it, well then, the bread would be also bano. You'd have to, if it was a new oven, you'd have to break the oven. So we see that Rabbi that with the Rebeliezer holds of Zev Zagorim is Osir. So the Gemara says, Aim with the Shamas of the Rebeliezer of Odazar, the Chomir, Isura. Bishar, Isura, and Shabbatar, Mishamasle. The Gemara wants to say, well, maybe not. Maybe Rebeliezer says that Zev Zagorim is also when it comes to Avodazar, because by, you know, Avodazar is a big deal, it's super strict. But maybe, um, you know, by Hektish or something, you know, by, by, by Isuria, no, it wouldn't be allowed. It, 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 he wouldn't say Zev Zegorim is author. Well, if that's the case, well, then who's the author? Who's the man who says that you have to break, uh, they have to break this oven? The Zev Zegorim is, is author. The Ode, and more so, and here's really the proof, I think. We learned explicitly that Rabbi Yezer had, had the same opinion by all Isur and Shabbat Torah. That it's not just by Avodazar, but by all Isur and Shabbat Torah, Zev Zegorim is awesome. There you have it. So it's Rabbi Yezer by Asherah. Omar Abayi says, Abayim Timtzilomar, and you have to add the words, Kasav Rebbe, Zev Zegorim Osir. So now if you want to say that according to Rebbe, Zev Zegorim is Osir, Okay, fine. Well, Rabbi Anu, Rabbi Yezer. Well, in that case, Rabbi holds like Rabbi Yezer. Okay, I mean, I, I guess I, it makes sense. You know, I was kind of saying that a minute ago, that like, basically both Rabbi Yezer and Rabbi um, are saying that if you use wood that's also bano to bake a bread, so the bread is also. Now, we're saying that according to Rabbi Yezer, um, he would also be the one who says that you have to break the oven because Zev Zegorim is also. But, I mean, I mean, you could theoretically argue that Rabbi might agree. So, okay, Beseder. So, if, if you say that Rebbe says that Zev Zegorim is Osir, well, then he's saying the same thing as Rebbe Yezer. From Timselomar, Zev Zegorim Mutter. And if you say that according that to Rebbe, Zev Zegorim is permitted, and the reason why Rebbe says that when you bake bread with fire that is also Ma'ano'ah, so the bread, you're not allowed to eat it. So it's because the uh, benefit of this Asherah wood is going directly into the 
bread. Interesting. Then these plates and cups and bowls or pitchers are forbidden. Let's go weiter for a minute. Where they argue is by an oven and a pot. If you say that Zevizagorim is also and these are also, if you say Zevizagorim is mutter and these are mutter, what does that mean? What it's saying is that what basically what's the nafkamina between if you say Zevizagorim and if you don't say Zevizagorim? The nafkamina is an oven and let's explain. What does it mean Zevizagorim? It means that both the oven and the wood and the fire are contributing to baking the bread. Now let's as for as for, for, uh, for to con- as contrast, let's compare that to let's say a cup. Let's say you make an earthenware cup, and to make this earthenware cup, you use heat of um, orla, okay? And it's also banah. You and you baked into this cup isur isur So we're saying that. So even if you say zevzegorim is mutter, but we said what? So right? So we said that these. So let's say this cup that's made that right. That's earthenware, and you used heat that was also by Noah to make the cup. So then you're baking the isuriyana into the cup and completing the cup the cup with isuriyana. So then you will not be allowed to use this cup. So even though if you say zevzegorim is mutter, you'd be allowed to use the oven to bake the bread. You would not be allowed to use this cup. How come? Because the cup is ready to rock and roll. I want to drink water. I take my cup that has Isuriana baked into it. I fill it up with some water and I could drink it. So I'm getting benefit directly from this cup that has Isuriana baked into it. That is not the case by an oven. An oven alone is unable to do the job. An oven, in order to be able to bake bread, depends upon a third party. It depends upon fire to be brought to heat it up. It on its own is not able to do the full job. And therefore, in order for an oven to bake bread, you need to bring in the fire. And therefore, both the oven and the fire are contributing to baking the bread. That's Zevezegori. And therefore, according to this Manda Amr, he would say it's permitted. You're allowed to eat that bread. However, even the Manda Amr who says Zevezegori is permitted by the oven, which needs the heat source to also contribute to baking the bread. He would say that if this wasn't an oven, if this was, let's say, a cup, and this cup was made out of earthenware, and it was and it was and it was made manufactured with 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 heat from Isuriana. Well, this cup is able to uh, provide value on its own. Take some water, put it in the cup, you could drink. So therefore, that 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 would just simply be something that's also by now you would not be allowed to use it, right? So again, so Anukairus vikosus vitslochias asire kiplige. Where do they argue, right? So even if you say zevizet gorim is mutter, so you're still going to admit. That these cups and plates and pitchers um, are going to be also because because you're getting value from them directly. Kipligate where they argue where there's a nafkamina between saying zevizegorim is mutter versus zevizegorim is aser is betonavikidera is by an oven by a pot things that on their own are not able to provide sufficient value. The man da'amr zevizegorim aser aser. So if you say zevizegorim is not allowed, so then um, so then pots and ovens are not allowed. If you say that both, um, you know, that Zevizet Gorim is permitted, so then um, um, you would be allowed to use this oven and this pot. Those who say, 
even if you say that Zevezegorim is permitted, Kidera Asura, nonetheless a pot would still be Asur if it was if it was manufactured with heat from Isureana, Duha Kabala Bishula Mikamitinitan Aitin Datera, because um you put first the you know, if you're if you're making a soup, let's say, so you're first putting in all the ingredients into the pot before you're putting it on the fire. So yeah, the, in order to cook the soup, you're going to need the fire, but you're already using the pot before before you introduce the heat. So therefore, you can argue that um, it wouldn't be a situation of zevezegorim. But the oven, you know, you first heat up the oven and then you put in the bed, the the bread. Preheating an oven. Have you ever heard of that? It means that uh, sometimes before you put the thing in the oven, you want to get it hot first. Amr of Yosef, Amr of Yehuda, Amr Shmuel says of Yosef, the name of his Rebbe, or of Yehuda says the name of his Rebbe, Shmuel, if you have an oven that you heat it up with um, shells of Orla or with the stalks of Kileakarim, if it's new, you got to break it. If it's old, you got to let it cool down. If you bake a bread with this Asurbanoa um, fire, so Rebbe Omer Apas Muteres, Rebbe says, so now listen up, Rebbe says that this bread is permitted. Yesterday he had said that the bread is forbidden. We're flipping it around. Whereas the Chachamim, all of a sudden, are the ones who are saying that the bread is not allowed to be eaten. But one second, I thought that we had learned the exact opposite. Shmuel Ipchatani. So one way to answer it is that Shmuel had learned it the uh, opposite way. For whatever reason, he had, he had learned this the opposite way, that it was Rebbe who says it's permitted, and the Chacham say that, that, that it's forbidden. Okay. Very interesting. That Shmuel in general holds that if it's a machlokas between Rebbe and somebody else, we hold like Rebbe. But if it's, if it's a between Rebbe and, and multiple other people, well then we're not going to hold like Rebbe. We're going to hold by the multiple other people. Now, But Shmuel felt that in this case we hold like Rebbe. Meaning, you can you could say perhaps that Shmuel learned it the same way that we learned it yesterday, which is that Rebbe says that this pot that this bread is not allowed, and the Chacham say the bread is allowed. However, Shmuel felt that Allah is like Rebbe in this case, even though in general we would say Allah they would go by the majority opinion. However, for whatever reason, Shmuel felt that Allah was like Rebbe in this case, even though the Chachamim argue on him, and that this bread would be forbidden. However, he thought that well if. He says the brisa the way the, the the accurate way, which is that Rebbe says it's us and the chacham say it's mutter. Well, then he was nervous that people are going to follow the opinion of the chachamim and they'll assume that the bread is mutter. So v'savra asnaye ipchos. He figured why not just flip it around? Easy enough to do. Say that Rebbe is the one who says it's mutter and the chacham are the one who say it's aser. Kiyechid denekim rabbanon the isura so that the so that the chacham are going to be the ones being machmir and saying that you're not allowed to eat the bread and then hopefully the people won't eat the bread. Very cunning. Very nice. Um yeah, it's interesting also because like often when Rav Yosef says something and it doesn't seem quite right, usually you'll like find like a baye or somebody else there to kind of um, correct him because he, he got for, you know, he had a disease, he got sick and forgot a lot of things. But this wasn't the case over here. In this case, um, we said either Shmuel just happened to learn it the opposite way or, or, or Shmuel's the one who flipped it around, but all good. With Rav Yosef, if you uh, boil the uh, bread on some water, 
uh, on some coals, well then everyone agrees that it's permitted. Rabbi Yehuda, Amr Shmuel, Rabbi Bar Ashi, Amr Yochanan. Chad Omer Loshanu Ela Gechalim Omimis, Avel Gechalim Lochshis Asurin, Chad Omer Afil Gechalim Lochshis Nami Mutarin. Let's read that again. Chad Omer, one of them said, Loshanu Ela Gechalim Omimos. One of them said that when we say that everyone agrees that the uh, bread would be okay if you boiled it on on uh, on on top of coals. So that would be specifically coals that are not particularly hot. But if the mamish hot coals asurin, they would be forbidden. The other man, the amr is Even very very hot coals would be permitted. You'd be allowed to boil the bread in 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 uh, on those hot coals. I understand according to the opinion who says that the really hot coals are not allowed. Because if the coals are really hot. And these are coals, of course, of, uh, of, uh, Isuria Noah. So then you're going to be getting benefit from the, from the coals in the bread. But if you say that even really hot coals are permitted, well then, pas the usur, the yesh shevach, shvach eitzim bepas, lerebi, Okay, now hold your questions. But if you're going to say that you're even allowed to boil bread with, 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 with coals that are really, really hot and they're asr ba'anoah, well then, if that's permitted, then what's the case where Rebbe says that you're not allowed to eat the bread because it was baked with, it, it, was, it was cooked with isuri ana'ah. So I'm a papa, kshavuka konegdo. So papa says, well, that, well, that, well, that's easy. Um, if it's in an oven and there's fire right opposite the bread, that, that's when it would be asr. Okay. Well then, well then that implies that the rabbis who argue with Rebbe and say that the pot, that you're allowed to eat the bread, they say that you're allowed to eat this bread even when the fire is mamish right opposite the bread. You have Asr Anah, fire mamish right opposite bread, baking right into the bread, and the Chachamim are still saying it's permitted. Well then, what would be the case where, practically speaking, this bread, this wood is asr banah? Meaning, we say, if we're talking about wood, that's asr banah, and yet the chachamim are saying that even if you use the wood to bake bread, you're allowed to eat the bread. Well, then, what's exactly the point of saying that it's asr banah? In what cases? In what context is it asr banah? So, Amr Ami Barchama B'Shashifa says, says Ami Barchama, it's talking about a bench. We're not talking about burning a bench, uh, wood, but if you take wood that's also by Noah and you build a bench, don't sit on it. But Amine Rami Barchama Mir of Chizda, Rami Barchama asks his father in law of Chizda, Tanush Esiko Ba'atse Hekdish, Vafabo Apas, a oven that you heat up with wood of Hekdish. Up until now, we've been talking about Orla, we've been talking about Kilea Kerem, now we're talking about Hekdish. I don't know, you donated some wood to the base of Mikdash, let's say, and now you, um, and now you, um, want to, um, and, and you, and you burn it in your oven, okay? So, vafabo apas, and then you bake bread with it. So, the rabbon and the shahu can become maisa, my. So, according to the chachamim, who had said, you know, in the first brace that we saw at the end of the day yesterday, that if you take these, um, you know, things that are also banal, like orla or kilea karim, and you bake bread with it, the bread is permitted. What would they say if this was hekdish? So, Amrle apas asura, so if Chizda says the pas, the bread is forbidden. 
Well, what's the difference between this and Orla? How come by Orla the Chacham said the bread would be permitted, yet by Hektish, Rav Chizda is saying that they would say that it's forbidden? Amarava, so Rava, who was also a son-in-law of, of Rav Chizda, I'm not sure necessarily if it was at the same time of Rav Barhama. They may have been married to the same daughter at different times. It was all Arichos that I had with uh, my former employers at Nushtetl. But Amar Rava, Hachiashta Orla, um, says Rava, there's an afkamina between Orla and Hektish. Orla becomes bottle if there are 200 times the amount of not Orla than Orla, right? It becomes bottle and 200 times the amount. Hektish never becomes bottle, therefore it's more stringent, and therefore if you uh, burn the uh, Hektish, you would not be allowed to eat that bread that you used, that, right, that you used to bake with its heat. So rather says Rava, this is what I'm actually interested about. Aha. Rava says what I'm what I'm interested in is if you take hektish and you burn it to bake bread, well then you were just mo'il, right? You 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 um did me'ila, you got benefit from from hektish. And if you get benefit from hektish, so then it's what's called me'ila. And then it's Yotze Lechulin. It becomes Chulin. So if it's Yotze Lechulin, well then why are you not allowed to eat it? So I'm a Papa Achabatze Shlom Maskinon. Aha. So here, you, we're talking about wood that, that you had set aside to use their value to bring a Korban Shlomim. Now, Shlomim, which is Kachim Kalim, are not subject to the Din of Me'ila. Therefore, if they're not subject to the Din of Me'ila, so then you can't be Mo'il. And if you can't be Mo'il, then they're not Yotze Lechulin. Very interesting. And it's according to Rabbi Yehuda's opinion who says that Hekadish only becomes Chulin by accident but not on purpose. How come Rabbi Yehuda says that on purpose um, the Hekadish does not become Chulin? Because if you do, uh, if, if you get benefit from Hekadish on purpose, it's not actually Me'ila. Lo nafik lechulin, and therefore it's not nafik lechulin. Now, interesting, you know, I learned Mesechta Me'ila. It was actually the first, I mentioned this recently, I think, it was actually the first Mesechta that I learned with Dafyomi. I learned the entire Mesechta, and I remember thinking, all it's talking about is if you do Me'ila um, by accident. What happens if you do it on purpose? And I couldn't figure that out the whole time. And I think I only figured it out this morning, really, when I, when I read this. I think the point is that my understanding is me'ila is only bishogik. If you do b'meizid, it's not me'ila. I guess maybe that makes sense. I Meaning, either way, you'd only bring an ashen You would only bring an ashen me'ilos if you if you got benefit by accident. That's for sure. If you did it on purpose, you wouldn't bring an ashen me'ilos. But what's the problem? Do you get karis or something if you if you get benefit from ektish on purpose? Maybe, right? That, that, that was a thing by, by the by, by the Levim. There weren't so many Levim because it says that um, so many of them would die because uh, of, they would have to handle like the Klesharis. What was it? Anyways, so if you get benefit from Hektish on purpose, it wouldn't be Meila, and because it wouldn't be Meila, it's not Yotze Lechulim because only things that are subject to Meila, if you if if you get benefit from them, then it's Meila and then it's Yotze Lechulim. But things that you do on purpose, it's not Meila and it's not Yotze Lechulim. It doesn't become Chulim. So Shlamim Nami. So therefore, also Shlamim came to Labar Meila Ninu Lonafke Lonafke Lechulim. Therefore, Shlamim as well, since 
Shlomo um, Markachim Kalim and Kachim Kalim are not subject to Me'ila. So therefore, if you burn Kachim Kalim in the oven, so it's not going to be Me'ila and therefore not going to be Yotze Lechulin and that's why you're not allowed to eat the bread. Now is that really true? That whenever by burning the this wood it would be Me'ila so then it would be Yotze Lechulin, it would become Chulin. Ve'atanya, but we learn in a brisa called Anisrafin Efron Mutter that anything that gets burnt, well, then its ashes become permitted. Chutz Matzei Ashera, except for the wood of an Ashera tree. Ve'efer Hekdish Lolam Aser, and the ashes of Hekdish are always Aser, which implies that um, even if by burning this wood it would be Me'ila, they wouldn't be Yotze Lechulin. Says Laolam Aser. So Amarami Barchama kagon shenafla deleka me eleo ba'atze hektish. Interesting. So Rami Barchama says it's talking about where a fire, uh, you know, came out on its own. A fire broke, a fire ignited, whatever, on its own in the wood of hektish. Deleka inish dinimo. That in this case, um, no, right, the, nobody started the fire and therefore there's no me'ila. So therefore, it remains hectic. That, that that that's what this Bryce is talking about. Rav Shmaya Amr Baosin Shituun and Gnizer. Rav Shmaya says it's talking about specifically those ashes that require um, putting away, as we learned about yesterday. That Chuma um, Sadeshen. That every day they would take some of the ashes from the mizbeach, and the Chuma Sadeshen, um, even after the mitzvah was done, they remain. Yeah, yeah. You have to get rid of them. You have to put them away properly. You can't. Um, Right, it would still, um, it would be la'olam asura. Titania is within the price of v'samo, benachas, you have to place it, uh, at ease, v'samo kulo, you have to put all of it over there, v'samo shelo yifaza, and make sure that it doesn't scatter. And I think we're gonna stop here, because if we don't, you know, we could theoretically go to the bottom of the page. The only thing is that if we go to the bottom of the page, I feel like we're gonna have to kind of start over again anyways, tomorrow. So maybe we'll just stop here, and we'll we'll start here tomorrow. But it, uh, it's not very difficult to end the uh, da.